Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer, coming to you from Cat Swamp Road in Warren County, New Jersey, right? Of all places, who would think that you'd be listening to a guy from New Jersey, New Jersey, right, on rural radio? Well, uh, I guess the stranger things have happened, but not that much stranger than that. So, uh, I, as you all know, we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. And then if you miss an episode, you could always go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, or all major podcast hosting sites, and one week after it airs on Rural Radio, it will air for perpetuality as a podcast. And if you go to my website, then you could click and subscribe to it. So you just get a little notification when the show lists or posts is probably the proper word. But more importantly, while you are there, enter the contest to win a free Hot Rod Farmer license plate. And then you just fill out that form. And then also what that does, it tells me where you listen from. And then I will give you a pin in my map as uh, so that I and announce you on the radio right i've said this so many times you think i would know what i'm talking about already but <laughs> but that's what you get from cat, cat swamp road right but anyway and then also you will get into the contest but you have to tell me which book you want and this and for the uh the book giveaway so you get into the two contests you get the hot rod farmer license plate you go win in both it's not just singular and for the book giveaway will you say well what book is it well these are what the three books are. It is Two Cylinder John Deere Tractors by Rod Beamer, International Harvester Trucks, The Complete Story Trucks, Not Tractors by Patrick Foster, and Farm All, The Golden Age, 1924 to 1954 by Lee Clancher. So when you fill out that form for the Hot Rod Farmer License Plate Contest, just someplace put in there next to your name, put either JD Book ih book or far more book so this way you'll be in all of the contests and we're going to have the drawing for the book uh just before christmas so that'll be going out then but i gotta give a shout out a very important shout out to mr richard drummond because he reached out to me from the road because he is a trucker and he listens to me on sirius xm and he d- drives a 2022 casadilla Cascadia, I always pronounce that name wrong. I always call it Cassadia, and I know it's a Cascadia, but then you know when you when you think about something and you say, oh man, don't mess it up, don't mess it up, right? Don't break the bolt, don't break the bolt, this bolt is easy to break, boom, it snaps, so I always mess up that name. So he drives a 2022 Cascadia with a DD Detroit diesel 15 liter in it, and he hauls proudly for Schaefer Trucking out of Lincoln, Nebraska. And he listens to this guy on the road, but he hails. He gave me a pin in my map in a town called 96, like the number 96 South Carolina. And he told me it has a lot of lineage. And I looked it up, and it does have a lot of history to it. So thank you very much, Mr. Drummond, for that. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I just want to give you guys an update because I spoke a few shows back about reading total harmonic distortion in your line voltage and from if you have a generator, if you have a standby backup generator or a portable generator. I got my meter 
and uh, I'm enjoying it very much. And my line voltage from JCPNL Jersey Central Power and Light is between 2.3 and 2.6% total harmonic distortion. So that is excellent. So I'm getting a very nice clean signal, about 120, 121 volts, and also right fixed at 60 hertz. But then I checked my new generator, which is a Generac GP8000E, and that's a dirty little girl because at with no load, all right, it's at 4.4 to 6% total harmonic distortion, which is not bad. That's actually, you know, quite good. But as soon as you put a little bit of, make a work a little bit with, with a, uh, with only a 1400 watt load it goes up to over 10 percent total harmonic distortion and the most i could muster with the electric heaters i had here in my heat gun was a 2600 watt load and that sucker went all the way up to 14.5 percent total harmonic distortion so uh i'm hoping to get some more load on it and then see how high it goes generac doesn't tell you anything uh, they don't mention it whatsoever, so it's very important. I wanted to share that with you because I was telling you that you should be checking this in your generator or your farm or what have you. And I, you know, I was waiting for my meter to come in, so it's a it's a very easy to check when you have the proper tool. And this week, uh, what we're going to be talking about is the need to have a smoke machine on your farm, in your farm shop, on your ranch, right? And you say, what's a smoke machine? No, it's not an electric cigarette that you see these people with the blue light on it. And uh, that's not what it is. What it is is a tool for you to check for leaks. And that's very, very important. But never forget that agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability. And we're going to get into that smoke machine right after the short break. Sirius XM's Netflix is a joke radio. The biggest names in comedy. With the best stand-up specials from Netflix's massive library. We see every race, ethnicity, nationality possible. We all came with the same route that we laughed tonight. And shows you can't find anywhere else. I'm Tom Papa. I'm Fortune Feenster. Welcome to the big show. Netflix is a joke radio. An exclusive channel you'll only find on Sirius XM. Channel 93. RFD TV is the number one source for market and commodity information as it happens. We focus on the stories that are important to farmers and ranchers across the country. Weekdays on Market Day Report, our team covers policy changes on the federal and state level. U.S. producers trust RFD TV more than any other news source. So join us for Market Day Report on the TV, the app, and even Rural Radio 147 weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central on RFD TV. Bring Rural America's most important network with you on RFD-TV now. Watch from anywhere, at home, on the farm, even while riding your tractor. Stream agricultural news and weather, commodity market reports, along with traditional country music and entertainment for less than $10 a month. Go to WatchRFDTV.com to subscribe to Rural America's most important network. RFD-TV now. 
Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon from the Cowboy Channel and World Radio and Western Sports Roundup. Happy Friday. We're less than a week away from Thanksgiving, less than two weeks away from the kickoff of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Special guest this afternoon, bull rider Sage Kimsey will join us. We'll get an update on his pending comeback. It won't be long before you see the seven-time world champion back in competition. We'll do all of that and more coming up this afternoon. Please join us, Western Sports Roundup. Three in the West, six in the East on the Cowboy Channel on World Radio and on the Sirius XNF. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. If you don't know it, you're listening to this guy from Cat Swamp Road, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer. But anyway, what I want to talk about today is a smoke machine and why you need to invest. And remember, is that I always say invest. It's not a purchase, it's an investment. Because anything that you do on the farm or ranch for your business is going to need to be an investment. And the difference between an investment and a purchase is an investment you expect some level of ROI, return on investment. You expect you're going to buy, you're going to invest in something, it's going to give you a return. You put a, uh, you put a, a foliar feeding on your crop you it costs you so much per acre you are you have the expectation of a return because if it doesn't give you a return then what do you need that for right so the thing is that and with a purchase all you do is expect to have a bill in the mail so this is an investment so i'm going to tell you why you need to invest in a in a smoke detector or smoke tester they call it all right some people call it i don't think there's an official name with the smoke tester smoke detector. it's now it's not a smoke detector because that's what you put in the ceiling of your house or your farm shop or whatever in case god forbid there's a fire so it's really a smoke tester or smoke some people call it a smoke machine but first of all let me just tell you a couple of quick things is that a basic one is is you could probably get an inexpensive one for around 100 fifty dollars or less okay and you get a real top of the line a, a cadillac i'm a ford guy so we call it a lincoln you get a lincoln i mean a, a very big powerful one for about three thousand dollars the reality is that you could get by with a smaller less expensive a couple of hundred dollars maybe up to a thousand dollar smoke machine slash tester all right um uh, all you're going to do is take you a little bit longer to test something because it's going to have less volume of smoke put out. So how does this basically work? You say, well, is this smoke about, you know, well, in electricity, lots of times is a, a mechanical say, whether it's a farm mechanic or a car mechanic or whatever, not so much with a, with an electrician, because if you let the smoke out, usually you put the house or building on fire. But lots of times they'll say when they have a short circuit or a burnt wire, there'll be a slang. It says, well, you, we let the smoke out. All right. So the smoke, the wire, the wire smoking, but they're, they're using it, a metaphor saying that the electrons going through the wire are like smoke going through a wire. So what is basically going to happen with this unit is you're going to look for where the smoke comes out. And what it does is it works off of electricity and it works off of shop air, uh, compressed air from the shop or from a little compressor depending upon where you're using it from and it makes a non-toxic and non-flammable smoke and what it does is with the with the with the pressure from the shop air 
the compressed air, it pushes this smoke through whatever system you're testing. And and I'm being very vague with my words here because I want to explain it. There's a lot of possible uses for this. And then what you do is you fill up that 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 system, I'll use the word system, with smoke, and then you look for leaks because it's going to what? Let the smoke out. It's not going to be pouring out. It's going to be like a cigarette almost uh, on, on an ashtray, just smoldering, and you see the smoke rise. All right? So that is what it's all about. So it's non-toxic, and it's non-flammable, and you have to buy the... Um, the the material from the from the manufacturer to make the smoke but it's very very inexpensive and lasts you a long time all right so we got beyond that the purpose of this first originated in the automobile slash engine industry diesel engine industry so you look at your modern engine and your pickup truck or your car look under the engine in your combine your sprayer your semi whatever there's a whole series of inlet tubes and and uh, intercoolers, vacuum hoses, solenoids, manifolds, everything all over the place. And the problem that is very prevalent today with an engine, be it gasoline or diesel, is that you start to generate some small, well, I'll call them vacuum leaks, all right, or the proper term for me to use is leaks in the induction path because a diesel engine per se doesn't truly have vacuum because it's unthrottled, uh, unlike a gasoline engine. But we'll call, uh, so we have induction path leaks. And then what happens is that those induction path leaks cause a multitude of problems and issues could be a lack of performance a lack of fuel economy it could be an emissions related item it all depends where the leak is and then on a turbocharged engine which almost every engine that's diesel on the farm today is turbocharged you're building that boost pressure and if that boost pressure is leaking out because you have a pinhole in the intercooler right because you hit a rock on the road with it in the field or you have some loose clamps or you have a gasket that's going bad or a multitude of things all right then you're going to start to lose some boost pressure and as you start to lose boost pressure your engine is going to lose efficiency so how can you find an air leak it's almost impossible if you're looking for a hydraulic leak god forbid or a a coolant leak or something else all right then you could see the liquid escaping but how are you going to find an air leak and specifically how are you going to find an air leak on the suction side and what has been found in the industry and i could bear witness to this is that you have a cumulative effect of many many little leaks so the gasket on the turbocharger is leaking the hose on the intercooler is leaking the manifold is leaking a little bit it's not massive so you put this all together and think of think of it with your crops right is that if you're going to go if you want to go from 250 bushels per acre corn to 300 bushels per acre you're not going to find it in one spot and that's what we do in engineering is that if we want to make 10 more horsepower with an engine we may look for 20 places where we could pick up a half a horsepower or if you're a drag racer, right? Because you know, I'm the hot rod farmer. I'm a drag racer. If you want to get the car to go quicker, all right, you look or you want to take weight out of the car so it goes quicker. You don't look to take 10 pounds out of one spot unless you go on a diet yourself. Then what you basically do is you look to take a multitude of, from a multitude of areas. And that's, if, and that's what is basically happening is that you, historically you will get an engine, of gasoline or diesel, I keep repeating it, and it has a multitude 
multitude of little leaks that accumulate and you put it all together then you have a problem uh, you may not even know you have a problem you say ah, this thing is it's getting lazy or maybe it's getting old or maybe it's it's not building this boost as quick as it did i used to pull this hill going to the grain elevators used to build boost right away now it's a little bit lazy well maybe it's leaking and how can you find it you find it with this by introducing this smoke so how do you introduce it the engine is off all right and you find a way to get access to it through a vacuum hose or or a breather element or what have you all right and you start to put the smoke in and you wait so the more the bigger more powerful units would fill let's say like a a a dd15 all right uh like we spoke about uh earlier in, in in introduction or a c10 cat or a power stroke or whatever or a gasoline engine on your seed tender all right the thing basically is is that you're going to find an introduction path and you're going to seal that up you could seal it up with duct tape with it's, it's no big deal it's not rocket science then you're putting this smoke in and you're going to wait and see and you're going to look you're going to look around you're going to look in the back of the motor you're going to look you're going to look over here you're going to look by the cylinder head you look by the turbocharger you you're going to pull a dipstick out hey is a smoke coming down out of the dipstick hole, hole hole right so the thing is that and you're going to be able to identify and locate these leaks but the thing that i want to repeat and i'm repeating it once more is that usually you have i mean if you have a hose that's got a massive hole in it that's you don't need a smoke machine to find it just like with a tire right you got to see this big roofing nail into the side of the tire you know i don't need to do i don't need to make a soap solution for this so this is akin to a soap solution that you would put a tire in a bath and look for the bubbles but it's not bubbles it's smoke and it's so important for you to to get involved with a tool like this because you need to to smoke test your engines and all of your equipment your road vehicles farm equipment i'm not saying every day but you need to start to look for these just like you go out in your field and you look to see what's happening with your crop you'll go check your barn see what's happening with the cows in the barn right you're gonna you're gonna have to be, be aware of this and it's so simple and so easy and inexpensive and like i said you don't need a three thousand dollar one but if you were to invest about fifteen hundred dollars or less about even if like i said a couple of hundred dollar one if you have smaller equipment this is going to be your go-to tool but let's talk about all right that's fine with engines right let's talk about other uses on the farm it's non-toxic all right the smoke and non-flammable you have a vacuum planter the same thing is going to happen with a vacuum planter all right the thing is that you're going to lose you're going to have you have a a big vacuum planter with a center fill you got this big monster you and you have uh you have uh, uh wings that fold up and for transport mode all right you have the potential on that vacuum planter to have have a multitude of leak spots just like you would have on an engine and how are you going to find them because you're not going to find vacuum leaking you're not going to see it going out on the on, on the ground like you would a liquid right so how are you going to find it so you're going to want to smoke test your vacuum planter you're going to want to smoke test your spray you say well i don't need that because i can see the, the product leaking on the floor i mean onto the ground well the thing is that you want to avoid doing that so let's say you put new hoses in this on the sprayer, you put new new tips on the sprayer or whatever you could smoke test this you don't have to fill up the thousand gallon tank with smoke you open up the you take the line off and you put it in right as it goes out to the boom and you smoke test it all right you could have you could have a a uh 
your pump on the sprayer the suction side of the pump the seal could be going bad all right the suction side and you may not see you you probably will not see a liquid leak there because it's the suction side all right so you smoke test it okay you smoke test everything before you put together You're, you're doing some plumbing work right instead of filling it up instead of filling it up with water or or you're working in the dairy barn you're piping milk into the tank i mean once you get this tool it's unbelievable you're going to say how did you live without it because the whole idea is for you to identify a problem quickly and easily inexpensively all right and to find what we call in engineering the critical path so you want to be able to say you want to be able to go into the field with confidence with this planter go into the field with confidence with this sprayer you want to be able to go and know that none of your engines are have have a bunch of little leaks that are going to that are going to add up to something that is much bigger than that and much more problematic i should say but you will be surprised you're doing some plumbing work right like we have baseboard hot water in our house right well let's say if i'm doing something put the smoke test in. thank god i'm not all right because <laughs> i don't want the baseboards leaking but the fact of the matter is that it allows you to check anything that is going to be uh, that is going to be carrying air liquid or any other product all right or vacuum so that's air and you're going to be determined that the system is sound mechanically it's sound before you even do anything but more importantly like i said with engines today and with with equipment like big big vacuum planters you are most likely having a bunch of little little leaks that are affecting that planter that engine that sprayer's performance and because it hasn't ramped down that dramatically yet you haven't you haven't seen it so it's like having a nutrient deficiency in the field once you see the crop turn in color it's too late to save the crops you could think of this as a tissue analysis and soil test precise dress nitrogen soil test before you go into the field it's a great tool trust me on it just do an internet search or talk to your tool guy smoke machine smoke tester whatever you want to call it all right and it you're gonna you you are absolutely going to love it hello i'm ethan wayne John Wayne and American Experience is in its second year in the Fort Worth stockyards and visitors are loving it. Come spend a couple hours and immerse yourself in Western nostalgia. Get a unique look into Duke's life that's only available here. All right, mister. You asked for it. Tickets available on johnwayne.com or they may be purchased at the Cowboy Channel Bar across the street on Exchange Avenue. Reserve your tickets now. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now, current ag reports, geo targeted weather, live streaming 24 7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV Now. 
Hey Cowboy Channel fans, I'm Katie Lucas. And I'm Fanchon Stinger. We are gearing up for NFR 2022 and it is going to be a party. So join us every day for the tailgate party live from the Cowboy Channel's Cowboy Christmas. You don't want to miss all the latest in fashion, entertainment, music, celebrity guests, and the fun and games is not only for our guests but our live audience as well. So join us every day for the tailgate party from 4.30 to 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you at the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. The Cowboy Channel is pleased to congratulate Jeff Metters on being inducted into the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum Rodeo Hall of Fame. Metters, who has been the television voice of the NFR Rodeo and Western Sports for over 30 years, received the Director's Choice Award, which is only given out by the Rodeo Historical Society in exceptional circumstances. Congratulations, Jeff Metters. The Cowboy Channel is proud to have you as the leader of our dynamic Western Sports on-air team. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna skip the meet me in the farm shop segment segment with you today, because I want to share a story of valor that comes out of Vietnam many years ago, and it's a, it's a story that I heard traveling probably about ten or twelve years ago, and I was never able to locate it, and I didn't remember the the soldier's name, but then just recently a listener has sent it to me. So I would like for you to hear this. You're a 19-year-old kid. You're critically wounded and dying in the jungle somewhere in the central highlands of Vietnam. It's November 14th, 1965, landing zone x-ray. Your unit is outnumbered 8 to 1, and the enemy fire is so intense from 100 yards away that your commanding officer has ordered the medevac helicopters to stop coming in. You're lying there listening to the enemy machine guns, and you know that you're not getting out. Your family is halfway around the world, 12,000 miles away, and you'll never see them again. As the world starts to fade in and out, you know that this is the day. Then over the machine gun noise, you faintly hear the sound of a helicopter. You look up to see a Huey coming in, but it doesn't seem real because no medevac markings are on it. It is Captain Ed Freeman, and he is coming in for you. He's not medevac, so it's not his job, but he heard the radio call and decided he's flying his Huey down into the machine gun fire anyway. Even after the medevacs were ordered not to come, he's coming, and he drops it in and sits there in the machine gun fire as they load three of you at a time on board. Then he flies you up and out of the gunfire to the doctors and nurses in safety. He kept coming back 13 more times until all the wounded were out. No one knew until the mission was over that the captain had been hit four times in the legs and left arm. He took 29 of you and your buddies out that day. Some would not have made it without the captain and his Huey. Medal of Honor recipient Captain Ed Freeman, United States Army, died in 2008 at the age of 81 in Boise, Idaho. And there is so many stories of valor throughout the history of America, of, of the people in the military that are predominantly from rural areas. And I just want to thank you so, so much 
for allowing me to share this story with you. And it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful story, and I hope that it moved your soul as much as it has moved mine many years ago, and then again today as I read it, read it to you. And if you have any questions on anything, please feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at farmmachinerydigest.com, and we could talk about anything you want, all right it could be about the uh, leak tester it could be about anything but please 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 just consider getting investing in a leak tester it is a tool that you will love and you will find so many little problems and you will increase the efficiency of your equipment and your farm with that so i want to thank you so much for tuning in and know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you the american farmer and rancher and my beloved beloved america May God bless America and all those that serve and keep her safe. More bird flu detected in Tennessee. Welcome and hello again, everyone, for Tennessee Home and Farm Radio. I'm Lee Maddox. They were boiler breeders, and there were two barns on the premises, and we have initiated our emergency response. That emergency response this time is for a commercial broiler breeder poultry farm in Bledsoe County. State veterinarian Dr. Samantha Beatty says the Department of Agriculture was notified last Friday and the confirmation of the highly pathogenic avian influenza came on Monday. As a result, the two houses of layers totaling around 20,000 birds are being depopulated and a 10-kilometer or just over six-mile control zone has been put in place. To my knowledge, there are 47 states who have had detections in either commercial poultry or what we consider backyard poultry. Certainly the whole United States is facing this problem. You can see that reflected in the the cost of eggs and that sort of thing because of the impact that it's had on industry. And so it impacts everybody from the producer to the consumer. It was in 2015 when we had the last major outbreak of bird flu in Tennessee. The Bledsoe County case is the third this year, the other two occurring in backyard flocks in O'Bion and Tipton counties. University of Tennessee poultry special Tom Tabler says, unfortunately, we're seeing a dramatic rise in the disease. All across the country, all year long, there's been some cases somewhere the entire year, and that is something different. We didn't used to see it when the weather got really hot, especially in July, August, September. It was hot enough that the virus kind of died back, but for some reason it didn't do that this year. So to some degree, the virus has shifted. Tom Tabler says there's no vaccine and producers are going to have to step up even more of their biosecurity efforts. Folks cannot be too careful in terms of biosecurity right now. And for Tennessee Home and Farm Radio.